Are you a nurse or healthcare professional with a decent resume, but you really want to take it to the next level? Let's talk about taking your resume up several notches right here on episode 53 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nurse Keith Show. Yes, this is episode 53. I am psyched that you're here. Thank you so much for listening and being part of the Nurse Keith Nation. As always, this podcast is about you, your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that'll get you moving in a positive and highly inspired direction. This episode of the Nurse Keith Show is sponsored by American Sentinel University, a leading online university accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission. I am super grateful to American Sentinel for their generous support of the podcast, and you can find out more about American Sentinel at americansentinel.edu forward slash Nurse Keith. As always, I'm a member of the ProMed Network of Healthcare Podcasters over at promednetwork.com. Please go check them out. I'm also a member of the Pulse Media Network of Nurse Podcasters, along with Kevin Ross of the Innovative Nurse Show, Elizabeth Scala of the Your Next Shift Podcast, and of course, Kevin and Elizabeth are my cohort and colleagues and partners in crime over at rnfmradio.com. Definitely check all of those podcasts out. You can find The Nurse Keith Show on iTunes, and if you would be so kind, please head over to iTunes, search for The Nurse Keith Show, click on leave a review, and leave me a one to five star review and some honest words about the podcast. If you have criticisms, concerns, complaints, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. Meanwhile, look for me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, etc. And the show notes for this episode can be found at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 53. That is five, three. Anyway, I'm thrilled you're here, and I would love to dig into today's topic. So some of you who have been hanging around the Nurse Keith Nation long enough know that back on episode six of the Nurse Keith Show, we explored a lot of my basic thoughts on resumes, how to make them sharp, and why it's important to have an updated resume at all times. Since resumes are an issue that keep coming up repeatedly with my clients who work with me on career coaching, I thought it would be good to dig a little bit deeper because, yes, we covered the basics in episode six, and I've written about it on my blog, etc. But if you want to take your resume to the next level, there's a lot more to talk about. Like I said, in my coaching, resumes come up in the conversation constantly, And lots of nurses come to me because their resumes are maybe a little flaccid, maybe a little lacking, or they really just want their resume to be a little sharper. They feel like it's a little pedestrian and they want it to really be as good as it can possibly be. Now, I do recommend you go over to episode six to listen to it, and that will be in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 53. But just so you know in advance... On episode six, I cover the difference between a chronological and a functional resume. I talk about layout and formatting like margins, font, etc., etc. I talk about recommendations for printing your resume. 
Also, I discuss the sections of a resume and how to populate them correctly. I mention the highlighting of your skills and your expertise, creating contact information that's professional, and also several do's and don'ts that you definitely want to pay attention to now and in the future. So aside from those basics, here on episode 53, we're going to talk a little bit about ways to strengthen your resume. Some people refer to these as resume builders. I don't really care about the semantics of it, but these are ways to take your resume and make it a little bit more robust, let's say. And I want you to remember that your resume is a living, breathing document. You need to tweak it, build it, water it, fertilize it on an ongoing basis. And here's a hint for you. I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you live in a state, a country, or a region that utilizes daylight savings time, consider every time you turn your clocks ahead or your clocks behind, update your resume. Give it a look. See what needs to be changed. That's twice a year. If, however, you live in Arizona or you live in a country where daylight savings time is not utilized, consider maybe every winter solstice and every summer solstice doing a resume review and update, or maybe Easter and Halloween, whatever you want to do, come up with some dates, program it into your calendar so you get a reminder and get your resume updated twice a year. All right, so enough said about that. So right now I want you to picture a newspaper. I know not a lot of us read newspapers anymore, but they're still sources of news. I actually read the Santa Fe Bulletin here in Santa Fe, New Mexico, but Picture a newspaper in your hands. Now, fold that newspaper in half and put it down with the front top of the newspaper facing you. So that section, the top of the first page, that is called above the fold in newspaper speak. The fold being the area where you folded that newspaper in half. Now, if you were a reporter for a newspaper, a journalist, where would you want your article to be? you'd want it above the fold. And what do people see when they look above the fold? They see the masthead, you know, the name of the newspaper with the date. They might see the weather in the upper right-hand corner. Then they see the major headline, and then they read the first few paragraphs of the main story and maybe a story that's in the left or right margin. But that center headline in the first few paragraphs of that main story, that's what most people see after they look at the masthead and the date. So think of your resume the same way. Your resume might be two, maybe three pages long. However, they'll pay most attention, I can assure you most of the time, to the top section. So in that top section, you need to have as much vital information as possible because people's eyes get tired, people's eyes and brains get lazy and hazy, especially if they're looking at lots of resumes in a single sitting. So you want to make sure you capture their attention at the top. All right. So above the fold, make sure, please, that you put your credentials after your name. I don't know how many resumes I've seen where the person does not put RN or BSN or PhD after their name. You don't want the person to have to leaf through your resume trying to find what your credentials are. You earned them, put them up at the top, okay? Now, this first section below your name, credentials, and contact information, that's where your professional summary goes. 
You might notice that on a lot of resumes, people put an objective. An objective would be a sentence like, experienced nurse seeking position in emergency room. Now, that's an objective, but an objective doesn't really tell them much. They know you're looking for a job, and they're hoping you're experienced, and they know that you're a nurse. Instead, the professional summary is what you want to use at the top of your resume. And summary means just that. It summarizes your experience and skills and what makes you the ideal candidate for that particular position. And I want to build on that notion of the summary right here on episode 53. So your summary needs to be action-oriented. It needs to be peppered with keywords for your industry. Notice I didn't say buzzwords. I said keywords. Buzzwords are generic terms like dedicated, collaborative, team-oriented, efficient, etc., etc. Keywords are those words that the people in your particular specialty or industry, that those words will catch their eye. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. When you're using a keyword, if you're applying for a perioperative nursing position, you want to use keywords in your summary that show the person reading the resume that you know what you're talking about. It's not that you're efficient and organized. You're going to use terms that people in perioperative nursing use so that they understand that you are a professional with deep expertise and knowledge and skill. So I also want you to consider in your summary, other than action words, action-oriented terminology and keywords, consider quantitative information. Let's say you worked in a skilled nursing facility. You took over as unit manager, and in those 25 beds over the first six months of your tenure as the nurse manager, there was a 22% decrease in urinary tract infections because you had implemented a new infection prevention and control program. You can use that quantitative information to document your success. Does that make sense? If you don't have quantitative information, go for the qualitative. But if there is anything that you can document in numbers, numbers speak very loudly. So put them proudly in that skills summary and in the professional summary. Make sure they know what you accomplished. So there's lots of information online about writing a professional summary. You can work with me or another coach or resume writer to come up with a professional summary on your resume. You can also invest some time in reading books, blog posts, articles, listening to podcasts, and getting that summary as sharp and detailed as possible. You'll notice on some resumes you find online, some people will have a professional summary and then a skills highlight area or highlighted skills or whatever other terminology you'd like to use. You can also do that and have some bullet points with your very specific skills that's another way to approach this. You don't have to worry about taking up too much space because that top half of that first page is so important. You really want to capture the most salient information up there. So it's definitely worth some attention and some energy. So there are other ways to strengthen and build your resume and build your personal brand over time. Here are a couple ways that I recommend my clients approach this particular issue. You can probably think of many more, and you can ask me if I think some of your ideas will fly. But here's a few. 
You can join the board of directors of a healthcare-related or non-healthcare-related nonprofit. This shows your community involvement and shows that you're really interested in being an active member of your community. You can volunteer for nonprofits or organizations. You can write a blog, start a blog that demonstrates your expertise in a particular area of nursing or healthcare. If you don't want to start your own blog, you can use your LinkedIn profile. You do have a LinkedIn profile, right? You can use your LinkedIn profile as the jumping off point to post articles on LinkedIn Pulse. That is the native blogging platform on LinkedIn. When you write on there, hundreds of people might potentially see that article and you can also share links to those articles in your documents and on your resume. You can also seek to get published in peer-reviewed journals or nursing publications. You can also do public presentations on your areas of expertise in your community, and you can document those presentations in your resume and by receiving testimonials from people who have listened to you or seen you speak. You can participate in research or special projects at your workplace. Let's say there's a infection prevention and control committee at your workplace. You might want to take part in that. You can actually petition to be the chair or co-chair of one of those committees, and you can then document the successes of that committee on your resume with you at the head of the committee or the organization. You can also join nursing organizations in your state or your region or national or international organizations, and you can actually run for office or join committees in those organizations. So there's some ideas for how to build your resume. Make sure that you connect with people on LinkedIn, for instance, get their testimonials and their recommendations for these special projects that you're involved in. Very important to document those recommendations. So if you listen back to episode six of the Nurse Keith Show, you'll see that I talk a lot about common mistakes. And there are so many common mistakes. I'll just mention a couple right here just for efficiency. One is listing your hobbies and personal interests. Please don't do that. I know it seems like a nice thing, but it's actually not recommended. You can do that on your LinkedIn profile, but leave it off your resume. Your resume is valuable career real estate, and you want to use every inch of that real estate to the most powerful extent. Now, please don't name your references on your resume. Don't list the names, phone numbers, or email addresses of your managers or supervisors because those change over time. Don't tell the reader of your resume down at the bottom that references are available on request. That's a given, folks. Everybody knows that. You will be giving them your references under different cover or perhaps as part of the application. You don't need to mention them on your resume. So in order to avoid some of these common mistakes, here's a few things you can do. Hire a resume writer or a career coach. Work with a career coach. Now, some of you might say, well, that's kind of expensive. But you know what? If you poured thousands of dollars and gallons of blood, sweat, and tears into getting your PhD or your MSN or ADN or BSN or LPN, why wouldn't you invest a few more hours of your time and a few hundred dollars in working with a coach or a resume writer to make sure your marketing materials are up to snuff? It's kind of like if someone spent millions of dollars launching a company and then didn't want to pay an editor or a copywriter to write excellent web copy and advertising copy for the company. It doesn't really make sense. 
Remember, you're like your own company. Your resume and your other professional documents are your ad copy. This is how you market yourself. And it's worth a few hundred dollars and some hours of sweat equity and elbow grease to get it right. Now, you can also have a savvy friend, a loved one, a colleague check your work. You can have them be readers for your cover letters and your resume. You can read articles, books, and blog posts about resume writing. You can listen to podcasts, hint, hint, about resumes. You can also compare your resume, the style, the format, the structure, with other resumes that you find in books, in articles, and online. You can also compare them with your friends and colleagues and see what their resumes look like. Finally, use spell check. Make sure you have not a single grammatical syntax or spelling error, okay? Make them absolutely flawless, my friends. I saw someone recently misspell the word references using a double R in the word references. I actually had a client who had a typographical error writing out her name at the top of her resume and she didn't even see it. So please be careful and circumspect. Finally, I want to mention, well, actually, before I move on to the final part, I want to go back and just give another shout out to my friends over at American Sentinel University. And this is why they're sponsoring the Nurse Keith Show. They're a fully accredited online university. And when it comes to building your resume, sometimes going and getting another degree in nursing or healthcare is really what you need to do to move your career forward, right? Not everyone, but some people do need to do that. They offer an RN to BSN online. They have five MSN programs, informatics, case management, nursing education, nursing management, and infection prevention and control. Imagine having a master's in infection prevention and control. I didn't even know that existed, but now we do. So they also offer an RN to BSN slash MSN program. And they also have two separate tracks for nurses who want to pursue a doctorate of nursing practice. So American Sentinel also offers a certificate in infection prevention and control. That's something that you as a clinician can do. You can acquire that knowledge, get certified, and bring those best practices back to your facility in order to spearhead infection prevention and control at your workplace. So please go over to americansentinel.edu forward slash Nurse Keith for more information. At least I would love for you to go over to americansentinel.edu and thank them for sponsoring the Nurse Keith Show. They're helping the show get out to so many more people. And if you would at least go over there and say thank you for sponsoring, even if you don't want to participate in one of their online programs right now, if they hear from you, it'll be really helpful for them to know that you're listening and that you hear the message. So if you want to go over there and give them a shout, please do or visit them on Facebook. So finally, folks, you need to make your resume count. You need to do your due diligence and you need to make it shine. You need to make it as robust and powerful as possible. So remember, we talked about those thousands of dollars that you spent and the blood, sweat, and tears that you spent to get where you are as a professional. Your resume is one of the many, many tools that will take you to the next level. And it's one of those tools that you just have to have ready at every moment. So remember to update it regularly 
and run it by people who can help you make sure it's as shiny and spiffy as it can possibly be. So remember, if you're applying for a position in, let's say, home health, your resume needs to be slightly geared towards that clinical milieu. If you've been an OR nurse and you're moving more into, let's say, hospice, you're going to try to highlight the skills and the expertise you're bringing to the table to make you seem like an ideal candidate for transitioning into hospice. So you want to try to speak the hospice lingo so that they see that you understand where they are and that you're coming from a place where you actually get it, that you comprehend what hospice is all about. Or let's say you've always worked in perioperative nursing and that's all you apply for is perioperative jobs, then you know how to speak the language and you make sure that your resume speaks that language as well. Now, if you're one of those nurses who works in several different specialties and you frequently or periodically apply to part-time, full-time, or per diem positions in those various specialties, you might need a couple versions of your cover letters and a couple versions of your resumes so that you can gear them towards that specific specialty so that you can speak the language of that milieu so that they know you know what you're talking about. Does that make sense? So you may need multiple versions of each of those documents, or you may not, depending on what your career trajectory is like. So there you have it, folks. I really recommend listening to episode six. Obviously, you're listening to episode 53. And if you go through both of these episodes, read the show notes for episode 53 at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 53. You have your work cut out for you, but you know what you need to do. And if you need support or feedback from me, get in touch, email me at keith at nursekeith.com. And I can't give you lots and lots of time to review your resume. I have to reserve that time for my clients. But if you mention episode 53, I'll give your resume a once over and send you back a quick email with some basic suggestions for things you might want to work on. So if you want a little extra help and want an extra pair of eyeballs on your resume, email me at keith at nursekeith.com and I will give you a little bit of feedback to send you in the right direction. So I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. I hope you're going to really take a serious look at your resume. I want you to take inspired action regarding your resume and all of the quote-unquote marketing materials that you use in the course of your nursing career. That includes resumes, cover letters, business cards, etc. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com. And social media and promotion are handled by the wonderful Mark Cappy Spiesen. My deep gratitude and a bow to both Tim and Mark for their assistance. Again, find me on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Email me at keith at nursekeith.com. You can even leave me a voicemail right from my website. Just click on the bright red banner and the far left margin. Leave me a voicemail and hopefully I can play it for everyone else right here on the Nurse Keith Show. So folks, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career every day, and tune in again as we explore how to make nursing and your career the most satisfying and fun than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, keep in touch, and adios till next time.